Jack is nuts. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I mean, you can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboy fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, team. I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports. Hey, and here we are. Another Saturday morning and another opportunity for the Mac and Jack Saturday Debate Show. We've got Jack Hirsch. We've got Mac uh, John MacMan McGrath here, and they have a whole bunch of topics that they are going to debate. I'm going to be the innocent bystander for most of these, and at the end, I'll let you know who won each debate. Gentlemen, how are you today? Good morning, Doc. Good morning to everyone out there today. Good morning, Doc. I mean, I might take the fifth on one or two topics, basically, not take the stand. <laughs> I don't think you have a choice. I think you have I to. mean, I... <laughs> I think I think the way this goes, you have to take the stand on these questions. Yes, yes. Uh, there is no little programming note, by the way. Jack is still reeling over the fact that he lost last week's debate about Billy Martin, that he needs to bring in extra people. The great Keith Engel is going to come on next week, hopefully, to try to somehow prove the unprovable that Billy Martin somehow belongs in the Hall of Fame. It makes no sense, but that'll be next week. And speaking of losing their mind, as Jack has in regard to the Billy Martin debate... Um, it's like he wants a rematch, you know, it's like Rocky two or Clubber Lang two. I'm not sure. But anyway, coach Popovich, has he lost his mind? Yes. Well, yes, he has. He's definitely lost his mind. He's done something that I have never seen at a basketball game, pro or college. The opposing team member was shooting foul shots. At the line, and of course, the fans at while he was shooting foul shots were booing him, which fans of the other team normally do, kind of trying to distract him or whatever they were doing over there. And Coach Popovich, Greg Popovich, wa walks over to where the microphone is for the announcer at the game and tells the fans to stop booing the guy shooting foul shots. Now, he's telling his own fans in his home arena to stop booing the guy who may make a point that might win the game. I've never, Doc or Jack, seen anything like this in my life. And I think there's something, because of his age, I think Doc, uh, uh, that Popovich is kind of slipping a little bit. And you can see that with his coach. Since 2016, he has not, he has not won over 50 games. Or 2017. 2016 is when Tim Duncan left, left the team, his, his great all pro Hall of Fame uh, forward. And they drafted an unbelievable basketball player, played in France. His name is Wembenyana. And everybody said, well, this was the right place for him to go. This was the right coach for him to play under. And yet they lost, they only won 22 games last year. I don't know what makes him the best coach or the best place for Wimbanyana to play. Why does why can't he play for the Celtics? Wouldn't that be good to be on a winning team with a good coach? Or the or the or the uh, the senior San Antonio, the San Antonio Sports, sorry, the Golden State Warriors. Great coach over there. A winning team. The 76ers. But no. The best place for the guy to go play is with a 72-year-old coach who seems to be slipping. We had last year. So I have no idea what these uh, people are saying. I have no idea why he would want to go to the San Antonio Spurs. 
because Tim Duncan was great. That was 19 years ago. That's when Popovich was in, in, in his right mind, in his prime, to teach a kid like that. I think I think that Wembenyana being with the, the Spurs right now is, is hurting him. And you see his performances. His performances against the other teams aren't as great as he is a player. He doesn't have the team around him. He doesn't have the right coaching. And here we have this kid that could be one of the greatest of all time playing on a team that might win 40 games this year. So I, I just don't understand what the big – now Popovich is a Hall of Fame coach, yep, but he is not a Hall of Fame coach right now, Jeff. Mac, you're rambling on and on and on, just rambling. I mean, it made no sense. But if the season ended now, I can't prove it, but I'll be able to prove it at the end of the year. Wembenyan is going to be rookie of the year. He's going to be rookie of the year. Take that to the bank. Unless he gets injured and can't play anymore this year, he's going to be rookie of the year. He has the perfect coach, Tomic Coach Pop. If he went to the Celtics or some, a team like that, He's not going to have the minutes he has now. He's not going to be able to develop. He's in a low-pressure situation. He's been playing wonderfully for a 19-year-old, wonderfully, mature beyond his years, okay? He's doing a great job, Wembanyana, and Coach Pop is doing a great job nurturing him, bringing him along, and take it to the bank. He's the rookie of the year. You see, you can't get any better than that as a rookie. I would not take that We're talking now at the end of the year, he's going to be rookie of the year. He can't be rookie of the year now because they don't vote on it. He would be rookie of the year at this moment if they voted no, he on would. it. They're no, not he voting on it now. He went up against, is, he he went up against him, Jack. He went up against another rookie and he smoked him. It can't be proven at this point until the vote comes in. But you'll see at the end of the year, he will be rookie of the year. So that'll prove that Coach Pop was the right coach from it. Certainly wasn't a harmful coach from it all. I mean, Coach Pop is under no pressure getting fired, you know, despite a losing record. So Other that's good. coaches are because everyone knows even in San Antonio <laughs> what he's capable of doing, what he's brought to the franchise. And let's be honest about it. Players win games for the most part, not coaches. Coaches help bring players along, maximize things. But you can't win if you don't have the right players in basketball. I don't care how smart you are, you can't win. And Coach Pop has a has had a dreadful roster since winning five, I repeat, five NBA championships. And all of a sudden, he's forgotten how to coach, okay? I mean, as far as his age goes, he looks pretty fit going up and down the court. Now, he grabbed the microphone and he put down the fans. This wasn't a crazy old man rambling. K.Y. Leonard is going to someday go into the San Antonio Spurs Team Hall of Fame. Someday when his career is over, he's a former Spurs final MVP. So, so the, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so it, it's okay for him. For, for him to tell the home fans not to boo him because he because he played for him and he's going to go in the Hall of Fame. It, 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 someone finally had to step up because I'm going to tell you, I am getting tired of former players coming back to their teams and getting booed after they've given so much to a franchise. Can you imagine an Andy Pettit? Leaves to go to the Houston Astros. Now he comes back to the Yankees to pitch, and the fans are booing him with such hate. And imagine uh, Joe Torre grabbed the mic and told the fans to show some respect towards them. Thank you, thank you, Pags, for bringing some. Thanks, thank you for bringing some some reality check here to Jack. The game has passed him by. He has not won more than fifty games in the last five years, Jack. That what would so so basketball? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So let's let let me let me give you an analogy. Bill uh, Bill Belichick. Bill 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 Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Correct. Uh, you'd have yeah. And he's gonna and he's gonna probably get fired at the end of the year. Correct. 
Uh, it's debatable at this point. We're not what do you sure mean it's debatable? what's What do you mean it's debatable? What's well, debatable? Might, He's they're probably going to leave the team and go to another team because the game passed them by, Jack. Okay, okay. But Bill Belichick will be highly in demand by a number of teams if he becomes available. So that probably means the game so. hasn't passed them by. Probably so, but probably by a winning team. Would you want Bill Belichick on a team you're rebuilding, Jack? I don't know. It depends on the team. If I'm the Giants and I well, can have Bill Belichick coach my drafting, team, I would be happy. Well, his drafting has shown that he can't build a team right now. It's gone, Jack. He, it's the same thing with Popovich. Popovich right now is not a winning coach. He's a Hall of Famer. He won those championships. I agree. He was a great coach at one time. He's no longer a great coach. He doesn't have the players. That's the problem. With Wembenyana, he's going to be, you know, he's developing a great player. His main job this year, Coach Popovich, is to, to develop to win, to win, to win basketball games. His main job is to win basketball games. Yeah, this year with this. Yes, it is. Everyone, That's the no, job of every coach, Jack, to win the game. No one could take this team to the playoffs. It's not a matter of bringing the, the, the championship. It's a matter of winning games. You don't win games by telling the fans not to boo a guy that's going to score points against you. And you don't win games by concentrating on one player and nurturing a player. You don't win games that way, Jack. He, look, let me say something, okay? LeBron James leaves the Miami Heat. He comes back the fans are booing him in Miami in such a hateful fashion after he delivered them a couple of championships. After he left them high and dry, Jack. After he left them high and dry. He said he was going to stay with them. He didn't. He left them. I mean, Doc probably joined the Yankee fans and booing David Wells when he no. came back. Okay? Sorry, so, Jack, Jack, sometimes, Jack, 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 sometimes... You make up these scenarios. Well, I, I, I was joking right, right, on that last one. Doc right, really right, didn't right, that's David, it, Doc. That time's not up. Outwardly. Doc. It's not outwardly. I don't know what he did inwardly, but not outwardly. Doc, it's, it's, that. it's that time. It's that time, Doc. It's the, the time is up. Who won the debate, Doc? I'm going to have to say that it seems as though Mac won that debate. But Jack made some good points. Mac made some good points. The question was, has the game passed him by? Or no, no, that's not the question. It's as he has, has he, he lost, lost his mind. mind. Yes. And I think the answer is that it seems as though the game has passed him by. The question of do you have a coach sometimes who's there to build up a team for the future? That does that does happen sometimes, obviously. If if the team that he's coaching right now isn't a good team and you feel he's the best guy to develop the players, that's that's not a not that's not a bad reason to have him. Has Bill Belichick worn out his welcome in New England because he's not winning in New England? Yeah, that's a possibility. If he's not the coach there next year, is that a good thing for the Patriots? Probably. There, and we've talked about this a lot in regard to a lot of different teams, a lot of different coaches, a lot of different leaders. There comes a point in time when leadership, whether it's a manager or a general manager, has to change. And it seems as though if this guy hasn't had a good year in about five years, that his time is up. That wasn't the, the question, guys. The question was, was it inappropriate from the grab the mic? Why yes. Is he yes, it was. It was. Because we want to give a broad picture, Jeff. We want to give a broad picture of a guy who is no longer who is no longer an effective coach. And I think because of his age, he's slipping. I think he's slipping. No coach I have ever seen go to a table and tell the home fans not to boo an opposing player. I have never seen that in my life, as anyone. I feel like I'm in court for traffic ticket, and they're telling me, but you were littering too, Jack, so we're throwing another fine. I'm here for the traffic ticket to discuss. Jack, this is Jack, I, I, I understand how you feel. Because last week we were going to have a debate about Billy Martin. Is he a Hall of Fame manager? Ah, yeah. And favorite. then you changed it to body of work. 
which it's he wasn't a very good about, baseball no, player. No, I'm always about body. That, that wasn't the argument, but anyway, oh we're going to move on. There's a question yeah. about Joe Namath and a lawsuit. And the question is, should Joe Namath settle the lawsuit? So you guys are going to have to teach me about what this is all about. I don't even know what it is, but who would like to go first? Go ahead. So I'll get one out of the way, basically. Uh, I don't know about the particulars. I just read, you know, something about it, something that happened allegedly, allegedly 51 years ago that Namath wasn't accused of doing anything, but was accused of having knowledge and covering it up. And we're hearing something. Now we're hearing about it 51 years ago. If something did happen, it's terrible. Maybe something happened. Maybe it didn't happen. I don't have a clue. But I'm not being judgmental as far as Joe Namath goes. Joe Namath can handle this any way he wants, okay? If he feels, you know, sometimes you feel you did nothing wrong at all. You know you did nothing wrong at all. But you want to make something go away. So you just settle it, you know? You maybe give a little money or give in just to make it go away, to put an end to it, even though you sincerely feel you're not wrong at all. And I I don't know what the situation is here. I mean, Namath hasn't been accused of anything legally. You know, we're just reading about a headline in the newspaper. And uh, however it plays out, let him do whatever the heck he wants on this. I mean, if more came out that we weren't aware of, that implicated them, that might change that might change the situation. But right now, I'm not holding anything against Namath, you know, without any hard evidence. And we're talking about 51 years ago, guys, too. So, so let me bring Doc, let me bring Doc up to, to, to speed on this because he doesn't know what's going on. Joe Namath ran a flag football camp way back when I was playing, you know, playing high school ball. Um, and it was very popular. And a lot of the, he had a lot of coaches come down and teach the players different positions. And, 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 and this, and this one kid, he was 12 years old, says that he was a, a sexually attacked more than once at his dorm by a coach who coached there. The coach had died in 1998. So there's no way he can either uh, say he did it or he didn't do it. He can't defend himself. Well, Joe Namath ran the football camp. It's his name. He was the sort of sort of sort of like Joe Paterno with Penn State. Okay, well, where these things happened underneath him, and he might have known about it, he might not have. But Joe Paterno kind of got in trouble for it. At least he 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 felt the full brunt of it, where they took down a statue and blah blah blah. So this is sort of kind of position Joe Namath is in right now. The the guy fifty one later years later is looking for some money, I think because there's no way they can prosecute him for this. Not only not only do they not have enough evidence, but the, the, the statute of limitations is gone. They, they can't do nothing with this. So um, the I, I agree with Pags here. You do not settle this, because if you had nothing to do with it, didn't know for it, didn't know anything about it, which, which I guarantee you he's going to say, He's not going to say he knew about it because that would be, uh, you know, that would be against what he said. So he he's going to say he know nothing about it. I say you don't pay this guy a cent. Now, if it happened to him when he was twelve and he didn't report it, he didn't tell his parents, he didn't tell his family, he didn't tell any of the counselors there. Then what what can this guy do? And I agree, it's a frivolous lawsuit. Joe Namath, do not settle this because it makes you look guilty. If you settle it, you're saying, yes, it happened, and that you knew about it. And and I don't care what anybody says. You, you can say, I didn't know about it, but I just paid it to get rid of him. He looks guilty. So you do not settle with this man. All right. I, I, I'm so out of the loop on this one, I can't really judge. I would say that if you didn't do anything wrong, then you should never admit to doing something wrong. And... It seems like it happened so long ago in the past that the person who is the alleged um, perperpetrator is has been dead for what'd you say 1998 25 years so it be, that it seems it seems strange but again I don't know any of the facts so I think everybody's pretty much saying the same thing on that one 
So I will good. say this, if something did happen to the person, our heart goes out to them. If it happened to him as a young boy, I mean, I have the greatest sympathy for him now as a man. I mean, but who knows? I mean, well, who I have sympathy for right now. 51 years ago. Who I have sympathy for right now is Joe Namath. Right now, they got, you know, him on Facebook kissing a reporter when he was drinking a little too much, showing that maybe, you know, that this guy, there's, you know, that that, that he's involved in some way. That's no, who that I feel. That's, 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 that's who I feel sorry for right now. Is that, I, not I believe with that Joe Namath and the kissing of the reporter thing, he uh, he he had said he was obviously drunk, I believe, at the time. And then I don't think he's ever drinking since. I think he said I had a problem and that proved yeah, to me that I have helped. a problem. And he turned yeah. his life around after that. Yeah. Right. The story goes. Am I correct? Yeah, correct. That was a turning point for him in his life. So he did take action. Like he was just joking around with the female reporter. She's asking about the jet game on the field. He says, oh, who cares? I just want to kiss you. He didn't kiss her, actually. He was just saying, I want to kiss you. And then he said he saw the tape of it, and he said, I was horrified by my conduct. conduct and that's when I knew I needed to get help. And he got help immediately after that. And turn and, it and, around to his credit. And Pags, Pags is debating here. Was, I wish, I wish I knew. I would have sent him a link. Listen, it's a great point here too. I mean, who's to say that other people don't start coming out of the woodwork now and saying the same thing happened to them? You got to put this to. Bed. I'm not saying it didn't happen to the person who's making I'm accusations. Saying- My heart goes out to them. We just don't know. They asked him why it takes so long, and he claimed. He was watching the case about Joe Paterno on TV, and his wife saw he was upset, and now he decided to talk. But the Paterno How long ago was the Paterno suit? Uh, yeah, that's the thing, too. But it, it's it's an unpleasant situation. I think we should move on from it now. But it's an unpleasant situation all around. I agree. I agree. All right, so we'll move on. We'll go to football. We'll stay with football. We're talking about Justin Herbert. And has he become the Derek Carr of today? Yeah, I I had to throw this in here because of Jack's constant put down of Derek Carr and his total elation of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert is nothing but Derek Carr, a younger version right now. He throws for a lot of yards. But the Chargers go nowhere, and he has more talent team, I think, than the Raiders did at that time. When they ju- when they drafted Derek Carr, his first year, he was three and twelve. He threw, let me get this right, he threw for three twenty one touchdowns and twelve interceptions. Second year, he threw for thirty two yards and thirteen interceptions, and it it constantly stays about. About that 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 yardage, he threw for three thousand two hundred seventy yards his first season, three hundred ninety eight, three thousand nine hundred eighty seven yards his second season, three thousand nine hundred thirty seven yards the third season, and almost three thousand five hundred the fourth season. He also went on to have three consecutive years of over four thousand yards passing. The record for the Raiders went up. From three and twelve to to twelve and three by his third year, so he won twelve games where Justin Herbert has won a total of ten games. He was his best record is ten and six. Uh, Herbert has more yards passing his first three first three years, but his records are three and thirteen and seven and. Now, let me get this six and nine and nine and eight his first two years. To me, Justin Herbert is the same exact quarterback as Derek Carr is. Derek Carr is still throwing for over 3,000 yards, and his teams still have not won in the playoffs. Mac, the Giants need a quarterback going forward. Let's make it simple. Who do you take for the record? Justin Herbert and Derek Carr. You can only have one of them going forward. Daniel Jones is not there anymore. You need a quarterback. You can have one at the same price going forward. Who do you take? I take the younger quarterback. 
Well, no, no, no. Give me a name. I, I'm not well, young. Well, well, Justin, well, Justin Herbert's only in his fourth year. He's what, 23 Justin years old? Justin Herbert, I could tell you this. You take, ask any GM in the league, they would pick Justin Herbert over Derek Carr. Derek Carr's an illusion. I was hoping so hard that the Jets wouldn't pick him up this year. Okay? Because they would have signed him for big money. He wasn't going to be an answer. He's not the answer for the New Orleans Saints, is he? Are you are you struggling with him the same way they have all along? Are you I, there was dissension within the Saints team back and forth. There was sniping. He was accusing players of things early in the year that they're not happy in New Orleans. And in the weakest division in football, maybe they'll win that division when all is said and done. Derek Carr, you mentioned one big year that they had. They won 12 games. He was with Oakland, what, something like. I'm just talking off the top of my head. You'd have to look it up. He was with the Raiders something like seven years. What did they win? One playoff game? That's about right. I mean, so games- they haven't been good. They wait, cut him. They got rid of him. They There's cut him actually late in the year. Justin Herbert was made. The highest paid quarterback in football history when he for started. What? For what? For what? There's a lot. There's a lot of things you said there. There's a lot of things you said there that that. Are, first of he all, first of all, first of all, first of all, you're trying to tell me that the Jets are happy right now. No, obviously, the, Aaron Rodgers got injured. And you're trying to tell me, you're trying to tell me that Zach Wilson, you're trying to tell me that Zach Wilson and Boyle are better quarterbacks. He's not there. They're the backups. Derek Carr is better than the Jets' backup quarterback. Why would not the Jets want Derek Carr then, Jack? Derek Carr is a fringe-type start in the NFL. He's good enough to start in the right situation. He's not a difference maker. He's not an elite quarterback. He's good enough to start in the right situation. you You don't think that with Derek Carr as your quarterback, as the Jets, that the Jets might be in a playoff position right now? No, no. I think you're crazy. Absolutely not. I think no. you're right. You, you've totally I mean, not, not. I they may have won one extra game. And that's I think you it. and Popovich should hang out and have drinks. They didn't win with Oakland. Wait, with the Raiders, he didn't get it done as far he as went 12-3, Jack. 12-3. and three. one season out of something like seven. I don't have all the re- – I don't have all his records when he passed. And I could say Zach Wilson – Led the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks this year. I always oh, tied where it's a crazy stat. And Zach Wilson, your, your quarterbacks having that Zach Wilson. Yeah, What's the yeah. big deal? Your offense scores one touchdown per game. That's it. Not even. And you're trying to tell me that well, wait, 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 and Doc, you're buying into this silliness, him going off topic. I'm not buying. You brought up the joke. You brought the Giants and Jets. I was talking about Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not good. He is not a quality starting NFL quarterback. The Saints are a better record right now than the Jets. Correct. Let's bring this around. The question isn't Derek Carr on the Jets. The question is, has Justin Herbert become the new Derek Carr? Definitely. The Jets made a decision. They said, we need a quarterback. Zach Wilson's not a good quarterback. And they made the decision not between Zach Wilson and Derek Carr. They made the decision between Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Correct. Once they went in the Rodgers direction, they weren't going to get Carr because he was going he would be too much money to be a backup. Should the Jets have gotten a backup quarterback better than Zach Wilson? Absolutely. When Aaron Rodgers got injured, should the Jets have gone across the entire world and found a quarterback? Absolutely. The Jets blew it big time. But that's not the argument, should Jared Carr be on the Jets, because the Jets put their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket. The question for this debate is, is Justin Herbert going to have a career similar to Derek Carr, where he has all these great passing numbers, all these – touchdowns, all these yards gained, 4,000 yards, whatever, but he ultimately turns out to be a guy who doesn't win. I think that's the question. So let's try to keep on that topic. So what do you think about that? I I want to say something. After week one of the NFL season, Mac put me in my place forcefully. He was giving me a lecture 
forcefully saying, mark my words, the championship game is going to be the Dolphins against the Chargers. Very forcefully, he put me in my place. That was who he said was going to be in the championship well, Yeah, that was game. in the beginning of the season. And Justin Herbert, quarterback of the Chargers. Who is the worst, lost, arguably, who's lost. the worst coach in the NFL this year, according to people? The Charger coach, Brandon Staley. People or, are mystified by all the commanders, or the commanders, or the commanders, or the commanders coach. But let me let me say this, Jack. Let me say this, okay? Derek Carr at least took them to a playoff game. I think he won one. Right now, Justin Herbert is at he has three four wins so far and just lost to the Green Bay Packers, Jack. One of the one of the, uh, an average team at the Lions. That average and, and right. yes, and the and they lost to an average team at best. Right? Everyone loses a game. Uh, yeah. Oh my uh, God. you want to know the only They've way this gets six. answered. They've lost is six, Jack. The only way this gets answered is moving forward. Moving Derek Carr is going to have a good game on occasion. He will. Well, throw four touchdown passes, and you'll say, you see how good he is? He led the team to a victory, but he's inconsistent. He, he Once in a while, he comes up with a very good game. But, All you right. know, he's not so, the guy so. who can take it. Justin Herbert's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL going forward if he's not it already. So is this consistent? Six and nine, nine and eight, ten and seven, and now four and six. It's a team game. I agree I with that. I don't care who the quarterback and, is. He can only and, do so and, much. And, and how much talent does the Chargers have on that team, Jack? They have a lot of talent. They have terrible coaching. They've made these crazy decisions, I mean, over and over. And you have to follow what the coach says. Uh, I, I, I we're talking about we're talking about Justin Herbert, not the coach right now. So I, well, you I, mentioned Aaron Rodgers before. I could say he only won well, one well, Super Bowl. Are you going to tell me? Are you going to tell me? never won a Super Bowl. Are you going to tell me that? Are you going to tell me that the Raiders had good coaches over the last four or five years? Well, they had Rich Bisakia there. They've had they've had a coaching carousel that's left something to be desired. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. Okay. All right. So it looks like we're going to move. They on. had John Gruden, by the way. No, no. Maybe let me backtrack. He had consi a consistent coach. John Gruden was Derek Carr's coach for most of his career, and John Gruden was considered an elite type coach. Okay, and it didn't. And Derek Carr didn't take it to a next level under this quarterback guru coach. That, that I guess I guess that's true. Rick agrees with you anyway, Jackson. Yeah, that, that says a lot. Rick rarely agrees with me, so <laughs> that that should be settled. In the I, I think he, I think he feels sorry for you today. That's what I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know what? You bring up an interesting an interesting question. Uh, Max said that Ron Rivera is one of the worst coaches this year. You're saying the guy on the Chargers. I think there have been a lot of bad coaching in the NFL this year. Where does Robert uh, Sala fall in this as the Jets coach? Oh, Glenn Audible. You know, what the, you know what the sad thing is of Robert Sala? The Jets are four and seven right now. They have, uh, what am I saying? That means they have six games left, and the team has run out of steam. To play six games, imagine if you're a player and you have no more motivation. You can't take it anymore, and you got to play six games. If the Jets aren't competitive over these six games, if they're not playing hard, playing at least close games if they lose, it's not going to be easy to keep rabbits alive. You're going to have to change the culture. If they battle hard the rest of the way yeah you could say look Aaron Rodgers got hurt we had injuries we had this we have that let's give him one more year so these six games I don't know if it's good for him or bad for him but as crazy as this seems there were some Jet fans calling for Zach Wilson yesterday I was watching the game it was brutal so, I couldn't so, take it. it was so well, boring 
football, sports is about entertainment at the end, guys. I know it's competition, but we want to be entertained. We want to enjoy what we're watching. It wasn't enjoyable watching it. It was brutal, those handoffs, those four or five yard passes. So, Doc, the, the, the interesting thing here is that Ron Rivera's offensive coordinator was fired. He just got fired. Defensive and, coordinator, Jack Del well, Rio. Jack Not Del Rio. Sure. Enemy, right. Jack You're Del correct. Rio. The problem with the, the Jets right now, even though Hackett isn't really doing well as an offensive coordinator, that's Aaron Rodgers' buddy. He played for Hackett, and it's going to be hard to get rid of Hackett, even though the Jets are only scoring six points a game. So the Jets are in a pickle there. Even if they fire Salah, I don't know, do they make Hackett the head coach? And Hackett stinks as the head coach. So the Jets are in a pickle no matter which way you look at it right now. I think – yeah, go ahead, Tom. Yeah, I think that what this does, though, is it becomes this whole thing about – Every now and again, we get in these discussions about, do you ask your star player what you should do? And it seems as though the Jets have, you know, put all their eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket. And um, I was all for them getting Aaron Rodgers. I thought, I, I did say, I wonder if this is going to turn out like the Mets getting Scherzer and Verlander when you put all your eggs in the basket of an old guy to carry your team like that, especially as a quarterback. But for the Jets, it was the right thing. Everybody was excited about it, made the Jets exciting and all that. But then you bring in his guy to be the coach and he's not playing. And now you have a coach who supposedly isn't getting along with everybody else. And you, the team itself may need to go in a new direction next year. But the player for one more year might hold up the whole franchise because he wants to play for Coach X or Coach Y. I see. I think that becomes problematic. You can't let the players make these decisions regarding who the coaches are. The coaches are the people who tell the players what to do. The players don't say to the ownership. No, no, yeah. Hypothetically, hypothetically, you're right, Doc. In the situation of Aaron Rodgers, I would handle it this way. Aaron Rodgers could call his own plays when he's quarterbacking. That's, 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 that's not. That's, that's no, no, not, listen to me. That's not listen the thing. Why would, why would the Jets hire Hackett? Or why would Rodgers want Hackett if Rodgers can call his own that was his. That guy makes who, no sense to me. That makes no sense the, to me, Jack. He, he is the offensive coordinator. He is not Aaron Rodgers' coach. He, he, so, to me, what Doc is saying is 100% correct. You don't have a player telling you what personnel you should bring over, like Lazarus, who has played terrible Lazard, can't catch it, can't catch a cold. You you don't Cobb has not played hardly at all. And he does those are Rogers guys. And they bring well, they over, have to go. And they, they bring absolutely have to go coordinator that is averaging Jack. Let me finish let me finish what I'm saying. Game. Let me start what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers can call his own plays when he comes back we heard next that. year. We heard that. He can. He, he only needs someone to help him. Let the person of his choice help him. If he wants Paul Hackett to be his guy who he's working alongside, who sends in plays now and no, then, who he, no, that he no, accepts or rejects, no, that's no. fine. Aaron Rodgers knows more than any other coach. He's been there 20 years. He knows what he's doing. He's Tom if he Brady knows what like, he's doing, like why, if he knows nah. what he's if he knows what he's doing, Jack, why isn't he coaching him number number one? Why isn't he the offense coordinator right now since he ain't playing? And number two, he's and number two, well, you're saying he should call his own place. And number two, how come we made out of a losing season his last year there if he knows so much of what he's doing? I, I know you're a Rogers guy. I, I know you're a Mr. Rogers in your in your living room, Jack. But Rogers is not the end all. I wouldn't want Paul Hackett as my offensive coordinator. In general, if Rogers wasn't in there, I would move on. Now I would not Paul Hackett calling the plays right now. But I would tell Aaron Rodgers, when you come back next year, if you want to work alongside him, he sends in the plays for you one-on-one -on -one because you have a, a successful, I repeat, a successful history of working with Paul Hackett at Green Bay. They were successful together there. Uh, keep that in mind. There's so, a history. He, Rodgers hasn't had the chance to reinvent that history in New York because of the injury. Hackett can be your guy. But he's not going to be the guy when you're not in there. 
So, That's so basically how in other words, we'll, we'll let you have Hackett as a bonus. We'll pay him so that he can stay with you while we're paying you $50 million a year on top. Yeah, absolutely. Rogers oh. gave back like $35 million. I will keep Hackett <laughs> for him, absolutely. Lord. That's what he wants. Lord. Give it a chance to work with his right-hand man. It's like a golfer with a caddy. If a golfer's won all these majors with a certain caddy, you want him yeah. to have that caddy along with that That's terrible mm -hmm. analogy. That's a terrible. So you just tell Rogers what to do. These guys aren't acceptable. We're bossing you around. He came to New York under certain conditions that they promised great, him. Great point. Great point. I agree. I, I was thinking the exact same thing Rick was great thinking. Point. Rogers could call his own plays. He doesn't need anyone to send in the plays for so him. So why is he there, Jack? Why have him there if he can't if he can't call the plays if he can't be a quarterback coach if he stinks as an offensive coordinator why are you paying the man and why are you keeping the man somebody's got somebody's got to have a backbone somebody has got to have a backbone Jack somebody needs to be have a backbone Jack over there sorry and Salah has got to put his foot down and say listen Aaron Rodgers you're the quarterback of the team we don't need this offensive coordinator we're going to bring an offensive coordinator that knows how to coach offense and you're going to be the quarterback and that's it and yeah he's going to call his own place most quarterbacks most quarterbacks today jack most quarterbacks today go to the line and call audibles which mean call their own plays anyway jack you didn't think it was a bad move the Jets hiring Hackett, even though it's fired I by Denver? I don't care. I don't care who they hire. It doesn't matter. And I, don't, I still don't care. Jack, I hope they keep Hackett. I hope they keep Hackett. I hope they keep Salah. I hope they keep Rodgers. And I hope you guys keep going 6-10, and 6-11, and 11, whatever it is. I, the Jets aren't going 6-11 and 11 this year. <laughs> The way it's going now, they're four and seven. I they look dreadful yesterday. They're dreadful. They've been dreadful all year. Those four wins, you, you, the, the one against the Giants was idiotic. It was the worst yeah. football game ever played, and yeah, they beat the terrible. Bills in that first game because the Eagle of the game. The defense was legendary. Keep in mind, the Eagles lost only one game this year, and that was to the Jets. If they didn't lose that Jet game, people would be talking. Oh, can the Eagles go unbeaten this year because they make history. Now sometimes the great teams mind. take it easy and they don't they don't gear up like they should for the easy games, right? We've seen so, that so, in every sport. so so who won first of all, Doc, who won the Justin Herbert Derek Carr debate? And then you called an audible. So we'll do one at a time here. So who won all right, the Justin So Mac, I think I think you got that one too. And you don't know any darn thing about football quarterbacks. We heard the argument. And he Derek Carr is on the same level as Justin Herbert. That's insane. You're they heard the arguments, forward. and he knows he knows that I know a lot about football more than you do, Jack. So anyway, so Doc, and then we went to the audible. Should they keep the offensive coordinator that's winning that's putting six points? I, I, no. again. That's not a debate question. I don't think Paul Hackett should be the offensive coordinator. No, I, I would replace him. What I'm saying is keep him around for Aaron Rodgers when he comes <laughs> he's back because <laughs> he's Aaron Rodgers' guy and Aaron Rodgers yeah. hasn't had a chance to work with him. Yeah, and worst case scenario, believe me, if yeah, plays aren't working with Paul Hackett, Aaron Rodgers will overrule him. I'm not going to let you get away with that, Jack. Aaron Rodgers worked with Hackett at Green Bay. He worked with him at the Jets the whole offseason. So he has had a chance to work with him. No, not in the games. He got injured well, in the no, beginning. He hardly played in the preseason, Aaron Rodgers. He worked with him in games with the Packers, Jack. That's why they brought him. And they were successful. Mm. They were successful they won working together. How many how many Super Bowls did he win when Hackett was with him? How many MVPs did he win with Hackett? Uh, how many? How many? How many? Let Super me see. Bowls? How many? How many Rogers is not good of a quarterback. He only won one Super oh Bowl in all the years. I agree with you, Mac. Rogers is not good of a quarterback. Who's better, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers? Close. Jack Wynn, Jack Wynn. Rogers a little Aaron Rogers is better. Yeah, well, yeah, Aaron Rogers is one of the right? All right, listen, listen, listen. 
The question isn't really specifically about Hackett. The question that I brought up as the audible was, and I was really just making a point, was this is what happens when you let the players decide personnel, especially when it comes to coaches and stuff. The coach has to be the person who's in charge. And if the Jets are saying that they can't move forward because their quarterback and who they don't know if he can play next year is saying, I'm not going to play for you unless I have this one guy as my offensive coordinator. At that point, the organization has to be, has to be bigger than the player. And they have to say the general manager or the owner has to call Aaron Rodgers in and say, Hey pal, we are glad you're here. We want you to be our quarterback, but guess what? You're a player and the ownership and the GM decides who the leaders are going to be. You're going to be our quarterback, but we are going to pick a new head coach. We're going to pick an offensive coordinator because they did terrible job this year and we're not going to win. What if you get hurt again next year? Then we're going to be in the same situation. We're going to, we're going to build a better coaching staff and you don't have a say in it. You're just the quarterback. Sorry, buddy. Let me ask you a question that you can relate to easily with the Yankee cap. At the end of the season, wait, wait, this is similar to what we're talking about. Very similar. Aaron judge and Garrett Cole really want to be involved with the Yankee decision-making this year. So you mean if they come up to Brian Cashman or Hal Steinbrenner's office and say, you know, we want to be in the loop. We think we can help this, this, this. They should just be dismissed and, yes. and their Yankee yes. ownership should say, guys, you're players. Just worry about what you do on the field. Leave it to us. Yeah, I, I would involve I, them in the decision you, making. You can inv- no, see, there's a difference here. And, and, and you're taking it to, a, to an extreme. Sure. If I'm if I'm a principal, I'm going to ask my teachers their opinions of things. If I'm a superintendent, I'm going to ask my principals and teachers uh, uh, perceptions of things. But I'm not letting them make the ultimate decision. The ultimate decision has to be the ownership. And if the question is for Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to play unless you have my coach. Well, then you say to Aaron Rodgers, guess what? You're not going to be a Jet. Because we have to be looking not just at 2024, we have to look at 2024, 2025, 2026, 2027. You're not going to be around those other years. We have to build a franchise that can win, not just next year, because we don't even know if you can play next year. But that's irrelevant anyway. Sure, give us your feedback. You want this guy as your coach? That's great. That's nice. We will take that into consideration. You bring Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole in. Yeah, we, we like Aaron Boone. Okay, glad you like him. Now let's look at other information and decide if we should keep him. But you can't let Aaron Judge or Aaron Rodgers or Garrett Cole or anybody tell you who the manager is. You can take their feedback, but you can't let them be the guy making the decision. And if Aaron Rodgers is making the decision on who the coach is, that's a problem for the Jets. And and last thing on that, I'll bring Doc's point home for him. Lamar Jackson did not want that offensive coordinator that they have right now on that team. He was not going to play because of that offense or sign because of that offensive coordinator team. The Baltimore Ravens may have the best offense in the league this year. May have. Wait, 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 Matt, wait, Mac, Mac. It was his past coordinator he wasn't happy with who they got rid of and they brought in a new one. That he thriving better under the new one. He didn't he, say he didn't want the new did, one. Oh, he said it he was wanted the past one they dismissed. He, he was happy he with. He said he wanted to be involved in the the offensive coordinator. Uh, am I not correct in the decision? Uh, I don't remember that. I can't <laughs> say. But they got they switched from the coordinator who he felt uncomfortable with. So they did listen to Lamar Jackson and they it brought in someone new. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. We have time for one last question. And the question is staying in football. It's a big football show today. Are the Lions, the Detroit Lions, are they for real? No. No. Not even close to being real yet. They... There's a lot of, you know, they're going to win the division. There's no doubt. I think, I think unless the Vikings pull off a miracle here, they're probably going to win the division. 
every time that they have played a good team in the, the biggest moments, Monday night, Thursday, whatever the night they played the Baltimore uh, Ravens, and then they turn around and they lose to the Packers on Thanksgiving. They're not ready yet. They, they don't have the complete team. Um, I, I'm not sure if they will be ready next year either. Um, but I think me and Jack might agree on this one that they're going in the right direction and that maybe in one or two years they will be. They're not as good as the Philadelphia Eagles. They are not as good as as the San Francisco 49ers. They're not as good as the Dallas Cowboys. They may not be as good as the Green Bay Packers from what I saw. That uh, Maybe that was just a bad, a bad, a bad game for them. Um, but uh, a very embarrassing game for them on, on Thanksgiving, Jack. Well, I will say this opening game of the season, they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. Yes. Opening game, Sunday night game. They're 8-3. They disappointed the heck out of me last Thursday Thanksgiving game. They went into that game with, what, uh, five or six losses in a row on Thanksgiving. And this was their time to turn it around. And they were dreadful. Their own home fans were booing the Lions, who were 8-2. The Lions hadn't had a record that good in decades going into a Thanksgiving game, and their fans are booing them over their performance. How do you come up flat in a game like that against a so-so Green Bay Packer team? I agree with you in this sense. Right at this moment, they are behind the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Cowboys, okay? They're behind those three teams. But the question is this. Do they represent a threat before the season's over? Can the Lions actually put it together? And the Lions, at their best, can they beat those three teams? And the answer would be yes. At their best, they're capable of beating those three teams. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm predicting. But it's within their capabilities of going to the Super Bowl this year if if they just put it together. I, I thought so before the Thanksgiving Day game, and I'm going to tell you why. As you said, they're at home. They're in front of their fans. Thanksgiving, they play, they've play. they been playing Thanksgiving since the Thanksgiving began, and they have a losing record there too. Uh, they haven't had a good team there since Barry Sanders. Do they have a good team? Yes, they do. They don't have a team that can compete at all. I don't care if they're at their best. They would have to be their best, and all those teams would have to be at their very worst for the Lions to beat them. Uh, there's no way they can stay with the Cowboys, 49ers, or the Eagles. On a, a, even at home, they would all beat them, uh, as we saw with Green Bay. I think Detroit still has a lot of work to do and a lot of different a lot of different areas they have to address before they become a top three team. Well, I'm right. a little less pressure. Last year, they surprised us. I think they were eight and nine in the year. They improved. This year, they were expected definitely to improve, and they've improved. If the Lions don't go to the Super Bowl, they're eight and three right now. There's six games. Let's make believe they go three and three the rest of the way. They have an eleven and six record, and let's say they lose their first playoff game. Their fans can't be unhappy because the team is on an upward spiral. But for the Eagles. 49ers and Cowboys, if they don't go to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a disappointment. I mean, well, the pressure is on those three teams to go to the Super Bowl. The Lions aren't under quite as much pressure. They don't have to go to the Super Bowl. They just have to be steady the rest of the year. And even if they bow out early in the playoffs, their fan base will be it'll be acceptable to their fan base. Let me ask you a question, Jack. Do you think the Lions could beat New Orleans in the playoffs? Or, but yeah, well, better well, than New Orleans. Well, better than New Orleans. I'm yeah. not sure. Oh, absolutely. That. I'm not sure yeah. about that. On a I'm given not... day, New Orleans could beat the Lions on a given day, but the Lions are better than the Saints still gotta win their division. Their division, you know, they still have to beat out the Falcons and the Buccaneers. You know, it, it's not over yet. I mean, chances are whoever wins the Saints division might do it with an eight and nine record. It's true, but I, I don't think they're even good as the Saints right at this time. I really don't. I think the Saints' defense is just as good, and I think they're they're yeah, they nine and eight, not eight and nine. Pax corrected me. Thank you, yes. Pax. Uh, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think Derek Carr again is just as good as uh, 
as the quarterback for Detroit. I think they're about the same. They think they're 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 about the uh, same. Goff, Goff is steadier than Carr. I would I would trust him a little more than I would Derek Carr. Maybe Derek maybe. Carr. Derek Carr, when he has a big game, is capable of putting up a bigger game than Jared Goff on a given day. But Goff is, you know, steadier quarterback to me. As long as he Goff has taken a team, he took the Rams to the Super Bowl one year. Goff. That was a very was, that was a very good Ram team. That was a very good yeah, Ram team. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think, uh, I think Detroit's not ready. They're not ready yet for prime time. They're not. They're not that team yet. So, um, and that's that's my opinion anyway. So, and I think Jeff- yeah, but but they but Detroit's in a good place. They're ready to continue to win. Whether they're ready to go to a Super Bowl, and you look at the local teams, the Giants, the Jets. What are they going to be going forward? The Jets have a great defense. The Giants have a good defense themselves. But what are those teams going to be? kind of like going forward. I like tomorrow's game is intriguing. The Giants in New England, two teams that are struggling, that are a bit of a mess. It's like, uh, and we and we keep changing on coaches, guys. Last year, Brian DeFarge <coughs> was coach of the year. Now some people are whispering maybe he should be fired. I don't want to hear how wonderful a coach is one year, and then the next year, maybe we should get rid of him for someone else. Well, first the Giants with Danny DeVito end up beating the uh, Patriots by a couple touchdowns. So there you go. That's what's going to Well, happen. Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito looked good, but it may have been a case of the commanders being terrible because look what happened a few days later when the commanders I, played I Dallas. Dallas ripped them apart. On I don't think I don't think the Patriots are better than the Commanders if you want to do team comparisons. So I, you know, I don't think so. But anyway, and Belichick didn't announce his quarterback. I thought there was a league rule. You have to announce who's starting. I guess that's no, just the injury because no. you could deceive yeah, the yeah. opposition. Mac Jones, Mac Jones is starting, Jack. He's getting most of the reps. He's getting all the reps, so he's starting. No yeah, problem. it's uh, he was terrible a couple of their last game, New England. It, I, I don't like to be critical, but some of his decision-making – I mean, I threw my hands up, you know, hey, just, Doc, and Mac, I had no Mac, interest in the game. Mac Jones, Mac Jones might be available. This is like his. his, his oh, speaking of that, I Mac Jones might be available for the Jets. I, I could be it. We have a couple of minutes left. I was listening a little bit to Doc's show this morning on the Yankees, and no. I know Doc doesn't oh, want to invest no. in Cody Bellinger. And I'm not critical of that. I'm skeptical myself, but I will say this for Yankee fans. Keep away from Juan Soto if you have to give up anything substantial to get him because he's going to be a one-year player for the Yankees unless they want to sign him to make hey, money. I, You're going to have to pay more for Soto than Aaron Judge. Bags, we, get to play you, we get to play you again. Enough about the Yankees. We get to play you again, Pags, uh, with the Eagles. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Toilet bowl or whatever. I I I can't wait to see uh see them play the Eagles. Well, not Maybe enough we'll about the Yankees. I just want to say to Doc, the best Yankee Thank signing free agent should be Josh Hader. They need a closer. That should be the, of their priority. I don't, I'm not sure what you said about it, but that's me. Yeah, so I don't I don't think teams should be spending big money on closers. I'm not. I think the Yankees can figure out the bullpen. I think they have Rick, many other. Wait, wait, wait! I'm sorry to come. Rick thinks I won the debate. It seems I got the fans on my side. You got get used to me agreeing with you, Jack. I think I, I think he was talking about one it. question. Yeah, yeah, that was that one that one thing about coaching matter. And I don't know where Jack went with that, but that had nothing to do. Anyway, with it. it was a great show, no doubt about it. And uh, it's over, so we're at the tip yes. of the top of the hour, and. Um, Mac, you want to sign this baby off and tell them what's coming tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow on the Big Football Show, we will be uh, we will have our normal guest Keith Angle, Robert Butler, the Philly sports guy who's been all over us today. Uh, we'll have the one of the the uh, guests we had last week, um, uh, Sandra Pearson, Sonia Pearson, will be with us again tomorrow. She'll even have a little more airtime. We should have Mo Better coming on from the Coffee and Sports morning show so we're booked full of guests a lot of fun a lot of entertainment of course we'll give all our picks and uh we'll see if jack stays in first and if jim can make an exciting comeback by the end of the year so we'll see that. jim we'll is see out what, of it jim we'll is so see far what yes 
So anyway, so that that's that's it for tomorrow. Be sure to tune in from eight to ten tomorrow on Northeast Streaming Sports, guys. And that's it. Is Doc froze? No, no, no. I'm saying, I, I gave you the. I said to you, you were saying goodbye. Yeah. So I'm just waiting. Yes, yes. Uh, goodbye, Go everybody. Thanks for coming inside. Doc, great job on on on. We're doing still on live. Uh, you know, great, uh, great. Jack wants to get off the show because I really kicked his butt this day. But anyway, uh, good job today, Doc, by uh, deciding I was right most times. I love that. Have a good one, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. 